0: Good day. You've heard of 60 Minutes? Well, this is 60 Seconds. You heard of Ted Koppel? I am Ted Copper, bringing you the latest and greatest news of the 80s and today. And right now, it seems like we're going through another edition, our part two of what we would call Groundhog's Day. Still in the voting process, we've got our ground correspondent there in Nevada, deep in the heart of Sin City. We have Richard Johnson, Richard, can you hear us? Can you tell us a little bit about what's going on? What is taking so long for these votes to come in?
1: Dixie, put it all on red. It's gotta go. We gotta go. All on red. I'm all in. I'm all in. Susan, another drink quickly. I'm rolling hard. Oh wait. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Ted.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, Richard, uh, th- this is uh, this is Ted Copper. I'm wondering. Are you not at the facilities where the our uh, count where they are counting the votes? It seems like you are uh, enjoying yourself at a casino.
1: Oh, Teddy, yes, I, I'm having a great time oh, right Teddy. now. Teddy, He's I'm forty. I'm at g up. You should have come. I'm telling you right now. Uh, now wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on, Susan. One more drink and a shot. Let's go. I'm winning big. <laughs> Okay, sorry about that, Teddy. Talking to my favorite gal of Rudy right now. Anyway, uh, what question, What was that question again? Hold on, let me get my headpiece together. Okay, okay, let's, okay in three. Two, three, ready. Okay, I'm back.
0: Richard, I was wondering what is taking the state of... Call D-
1: me Dick. Dick. Dick Johnson. Okay, I
0: don't feel comfortable, but okay. Dick, how is it that Nevada is taking so long in this process of counting votes? Tell us, tell us if you can right now.
1: Well, I'm going to break it down. It's almost like cracking an eggshell over here. You know, you have a lot of people that are inebriated and everybody's out partying all the time. And You know, with the new arrival of the Las Vegas Raiders, it seems like Nevada has completely lost its mind. Speaking about losing its mind... I'm losing my mind. I'm 15 G's Oh, Daddy needs a new divorce. Keep it all on red. Woo-hoo-hoo.
0: Remember, Richard, this is 60 seconds. We don't have too much time. So can we get straight oh. to the point? I know you must be uh, working very hard there at the casino. Uh, by the way, what casino are you at right now?
1: I am at the Luxor. At the and Pyramid, I- at the Luxor. I feel almost like uh, uh, I'm uh, uh, King Arthur, speaking of King Arthur, double down, double down, keep the kings coming, that's right, I'm I'm ready to scream right now, blackjack, blackjack, ho ho, by the way, Teddy, all jacks matter, especially blackjack, ho ho,
0: Richard, I am wondering if you can share with us and the audience, what is the ambiance like right now at that casino where you're at? I know that everybody's on pins and needles wondering when this
1: election's going to be over. Well, actually, they're throwing down a side bet over here in the back room on who's going to win the election. And I'm going to tell you, I'm 15 G's up, and I put a couple of 20s up on the old board, too. I'll pull it for old slow Joe to pull up, you know what I mean? and taken by six furlongs.
0: Well, on that note, Richard, we have got to go here. The show is over. This is, after all, the one and only 60 seconds.
1: Teddy, booyah! Another victory for me. I'm hitting it out of the park everywhere I turn here in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. Well,
0: you've heard it live there. This is Richard Johnson, our on-site correspondent, live at Gummy the Luxor. Dick, <laughs> Dick Johnson. I feel uncomfortable, but this is once again, Ted Copper. Join us next time when we here at 60 Seconds give you the news. Welcome in, everybody, to Back to the 80s. I'm Toscano from Toscano and Chang, bringing you once again this Friday some more Back to the 80s madness. And it couldn't be at a better time because, you know, this year, 2020, has been incredibly weird as it is. And now it seems like we're reliving the election process every single day. Every time I turn on the news, Chang, it seems like nothing has changed And then it varies a little, and then it varies uh, in favor of one, and then in in favor of another. And then all of a sudden, the next day, it goes back to the beginning. So I I don't like this
1: feeling. Uh, I would have to say 2020 is almost like getting a case of food poisoning. Now, both of these candidates are like a toss-up between having diarrhea or vomiting. Nobody wants to do either one because it's a mess. It is a mess here in the beautiful United States of America.
0: It is. So for those people listening to us, oh, from around the world. And by the way, I want to give a big shout out for those people listening to us from Australia. Thank you, guys, from the land down under. I really thank you guys for supporting the program with your listenership. Also, Chang, check this out. We have new additions to our listenership. And... One of those, yeah, and I I just have to share this because one of those areas is Germany. And I know, <laughs> and uh, pretty soon, by wow. the way, in a couple of weeks, I think we have very, very famous and prominent German doctors, scientists to be exact. They're going to be on the show talking to us about how they make the drinks in, in, in Germany and things like that. So just stay tuned for that. But in the meantime, we've got people from and I hope I'm not killing this too bad, but Baden-Württemberg region, Hamburg, from Rheinheld from Saxony, and from the land of Berlin, of course. And uh, so, I mean, there are so many countries listening to us right now. We're just very grateful from New Zealand all the way to, believe it or not, Hong Kong. They're listening to us in Hong Kong mm. and Africa. Oh, the UK. Yep. And Austria. You know, Ireland. I mean, we can go on and on and on. So I just want to thank you guys. I want to give a big shout out to anybody right now wearing a Rams hat. You know who you are. A big shout out to you if you're wearing a
1: Rams hat. I love it. I got to give a big shout out to anybody right now that is wearing black socks and no T-shirt. You know who you are, you filthy hey. criminal. <laughs> By the way, check this out now, nobody can see. But I'm about to show Chang my socks. Oh, There it is. Black booty socks. Now now I, I would say With a gray heel. With a gray you heel look like you are a host at a restaurant with those shoes. With those I socks. don't
0: have any shoes on. <laughs> with the socks, yeah. Yeah, you got to no, take off
1: your shirt so I could send you a proper shout out.
0: <laughs> no, I'll show you my biceps though.
1: Now what's But with anyway, the booty I, socks. Uh, let, let's get that on the table really quick. Okay. I know here. Got here's the reason I wear, wear the
0: short. The reason I wear ankle socks is because the the higher socks, which I do have plenty of, mm-hmm. tend to be a little bit too tight, and I start getting itchy. And rather rather than have me just start scratching
1: all day, I just wear the ankle socks, and that's it. So it's the fault of your muscular calves, I see, for your fashion statement. Pretty much. Pretty much. Very (laughs) interesting. Now, Mrs. Siskana must be very happy with those muscular calves. And I I, imagine the laundry went down a little bit because you're not wearing the big, long socks.
0: The tube socks. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's how it is, man. Well, this is the one and only Back to the 80s show, the program that invites you to share the 80s to a whole new generation, and with a whole new generation. Right. So this is the program that we share nostalgic moments, the memories, and those things that made us either smile, get happy, tear up, or even cringe at times. Mm -hmm. Today, we look forward to having a great show with you. We have a great program. We're going to be talking about those things. What are those things that we can change in society, in our city, maybe uh, things that happened that didn't go too well around your neighborhood or whatever it is that you could go back if you could go back and change, what would you do it? What would you change? So don't go away because there's a lot more here on Back to the 80s and more of Toscano and Chang. Ever wish you could go back to the 80s with the crazy clothes and those wacky hairdos? Well, let Toscano and Chang transport you back in time back to the 80s taking you on a trip to a better time a time when America used to win at things when we won the Cold War by arming Afghanistan when we beat Russian boxers by jogging in the woods when a welder could become a dancer when a poor immigrant could become to the power of
1: music a guru to a generation well other stations are playing this we're planned this <laughs>
0: You're listening to Back
1: to the 80s. Oh, righty. Welcome back to Back to the 80s. You were on the hang with your favorite duo, Toscano and Chang. And uh, before we get started, remember to hit us right here on our social media. Uh, go ahead and... Uh, And hit us uh, uh, on Facebook with uh, uh, a good memory or a bad memory of the 80s Or maybe something that you would like to change in the political realm uh, Something in your community just like Toscano said And remember to try and hit us on our Patreon page Every little bit that you can contribute is a big help to me and Toscano To carry this show farther and farther and bigger and better And when I say bigger and better, I'm talking bigger and better. Uh, We are going to be kind of like the radio show that could be like the detergent and your softener mixed in one. So hit us on our Patreon page, share us, tell a friend, and stay locked and loaded every Friday. Because we got a whole lot of 80s to bring back now to slap you upside the head with. Toscano, why don't you dive right in to some of our topics. Starting today
0: and every week, we're going to have a special segment that's called Top Events of the 80s. And depending on the year that you choose, that's right, we're going to give you the opportunity to choose a year. And we're going to go ahead and look up some of the top events of that year. And we're going to discuss them right here on the show. The year is 1987. I want to talk about something very simple, which is movies. Top movies in 1987, believe it or not, was Moonstruck. Uh, Moonstruck, the movie Wall Street, the movie The Last Emperor, and a movie that has traumatized many married men for years to come after that, which was Fatal Attraction. Do you remember that movie, bro? Mm -hmm.
1: Oh, how could I forget that movie? I mean, hey. Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas was... Possibly handsome back then, but God, Sharon Stone, it was not even close to anything that I expected or anticipated when Sharon Stone crossed her legs, and I'll tell you, it wasn't even Groundhog Day, it was Beaver Day in that movie. I couldn't believe that movie. Uh, I also did like Wall Street. Uh, the Last Emperor, I'm kinda, uh, kind of, kind uh, of, the Last Emperor kind of reminds me of, oh, hold on. I got to sneeze. I hate it. I hate that movie. I hated that movie. I hated everybody in that movie. I hated when that movie came out. Sorry, I had to. I had to hate sneeze.
0: Yeah, it was Glenn Close, and
1: <laughs>
0: you know what's that movie you were thinking of?
1: I thought it was I, I. I have my blondes all backwards. You see yeah. what happens when I was in the '80s? I did too many drugs. They all look alike. <laughs> Tusky, I must have done too much blow back in the 80s. How could I make up my... I got my blondes all wrong.
0: <laughs> I remember that movie that you're talking about. And it is Michael Douglas and Sharon Stone. But it's a movie, Basic Instinct.
1: where I live breathe. Games are over, Nick. Basic Instinct. Wasn't that also in the 80s? Though? No, that was
0: 1992. Ooh so close close. Chang had one too many I guess the Chang had one too many so it was Moonstruck, Wall Street, The Last Emperor which I didn't care for back then it was how about Moonstruck Moonstruck no I didn't care for it with good old Cher
1: and uh, Nicolas Cage Uh, that's another movie hold on Uh, uh, hate it now Nick Cage has always been one of those great over actors you know what I mean the thing about Nicolas Cage, I mean, did you ever notice the way that he spoke? He said every syllable as correct as possible. Yeah, he had a very
0: particular way of of speaking and, and still yeah, does.
1: Yeah. But now you've you got to remember Cher. I think Cher was probably one of the most gorgeous women in Hollywood at that era.
0: Yeah, I mean, Cher, what is she, 175 years old? And she... I think Cher is what uh, 185. Yeah, and she doesn't look and four hours. She doesn't no, but seriously, no matter how I know she's got you know a lot of a lot of hours under the knife. I understand that, but she went with the right doctor because she she looks very very good for her
1: age. Yeah, she does. Uh, You got to give it to uh, she got to give it it
0: to her give it up for her
1: doctors. The homegirl could sing. The homegirl was funny. The homegirl was very funny in her show in the '70s. Uh, she was a great actress. I mean, Cher. I mean, I, I'd say probably within the top ten uh, beautiful women in Hollywood during the '80s. Would you not agree? One hundred percent. No, no, no.
0: One hundred percent. Maybe in, in the '20s. Yeah. Hours? No. One hundred percent. Something else that happened in that year, in 1987. Believe it or not, and this is on the sports side. Let's go basketball.
1: L.A. Lakers, mm. Boston. Showtime. Do you remember uh, Chick Hearn, the announcer broadcaster of the Los Angeles? How could Lakers? you
0: forget? Yeah, how could one forget Chick Hearn, the most an- animated of all sports narrators in English? Of course, it was. I compare him to the Spanish soccer broadcasters. Ninety-three to seventy. This game's in the Admiral refrigerator. The door is closed. The lights out. Butter's getting hard, the eggs are cooling and
1: the jello is jiggling. Nobody else but the great, great, late Chick Hearn, bro. Chicky Baby stole the mustard off the hot dog. SLAM Dunk. Those are all phrases that Chickie Baby came up with. And God rest his soul, we're never ever gonna see anybody like that again. He not only was the voice of the Lakers, he was the personality of the Lakers, he was the heartbeat of the Los Angeles Lakers for all the years that he was the commentator. That's what I feel because I, you, as, as you know, I am a diehard Laker, Los Angeles Dodger, and a Los Angeles Ram fan. I hold my alliance higher than I hold anything else uh, that uh, tickles my fancy. That's right, <laughs> and
0: now, jumping onto other stuff that happened in the eighties as important events, did you know that the cost of a first class stamp was only twenty two cents back then?
1: Wow, yeah, you're right. Well, what was the 20? cost of the newspaper you have that handy? uh yeah, the newspaper was a quarter
0: I remember my dad always going every Sunday to get uh the l a Times because my dad wanted to see the sports section and in particular he was always interested in what happened at Santa Anita Hollywood Park and all the horse oh, racing oh. tracks yes you know the horse tracks and uh yeah always um and i think on sunday it was a little more expensive i think he spent like uh, 50 cents for the la times back then a- and now i know a particular person who gets the la times and they charge him uh, about a hundred and forty dollars
1: a year Whoa. to get the L.A. Times to his door. That uh, I think who I know who you're talking about too. Yeah, uh, he's
0: probably the only uh, human being that still reads newspapers. I was around, just going to uh, say that. <laughs> uh,
1: you know the, the the funny thing is we're talking about newspapers. Uh, now I rem- I know you remember, and some of the Angelinos that are listening you remember the Herald Examiner.
0: Oh my goodness. I remember that. That's another one of the newspapers that my dad used to uh read quite a bit. The funny thing is my dad used to get the newspaper right and I'm thinking, Oh you know, he he reads the newspaper. I go, What are you reading there, Dad? Ah, you know, my horse or my horse lost, my horse this, my horse that. And what do you do with the rest of the paper? Ah, I don't need to read it. Who cares what happens? It's all the same every day.
1: <laughs> That's funny. You know what else is funny is that uh me and you have talked off-air before uh, for a couple of years. We would discuss both our fathers were intrigued with horse racing. Yeah. yeah. And you know the funny thing? I was uh, eight years old, and I knew how to read a racing form. How's, how's that for some parents? <laughs> that's that's, that's <laughs> oh, funny. <laughs> I'm going to baseball. I'm going to flip-flop. Oh, yeah. Win, place, and show, baby. That's what it's all about.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy what... Uh, uh, what what used to happen back then, and kids were invited to go along for the ride. Mm-hmm. I remember my dad used to take me to the to all the different tracks that were around, oh, yeah. and of course, they. You know what? They used to have a lot of stuff for kids at the tracks. Yes, In particular, I, I remember, um, I believe it was Los Alamitos Racetrack. They used to have a big giant arcade uh, on the first floor, right before you have to take the escalators to go up to the racetrack and everything like yeah. that and kids and teenagers would be left downstairs with a roll of uh, quarters mm-hmm. and they'd let you know they'd leave we'd leave our parents alone and they'd leave us alone and and we were okay now yeah. you can't leave your kids anywhere by themselves no, because they'll, something or something will happen to them
1: yeah now do you remember going to Hollywood park which is uh, no longer there it is uh, SoFi Stadium where the Los Angeles Rams and the newly acquired Los Angeles Chargers play their games
0: Yeah, absolutely. Outside the Hollywood Park uh, track, there was a statue with a very famous horse called Dash for Cash Mm -hmm. and uh, uh, a jockey riding it. And I remember I used to climb on the horse and, you know, I'm a little kid and I used to climb in place of the jockey. So I'm kind of covering the jockey. Yeah, And and with my hand, I'd cover his hand. So it looked like I'm riding the horse. (laughs) When in reality I was like, you know, riding the jockey
1: yeah that's insane <laughs> uh, i remember uh knowing a lot of the jockeys back then too you know lafitte pink angel cordova uh, uh willie my, shoemaker. uh shoemaker
0: <laughs> willie shoemaker yeah, yeah.
1: no oh i, I yeah. actually met willie shoemaker one time with my dad we would go stand on the green when they're walking the horses up yeah, yeah and i was with my dad and my godfather and my dad and my godfather were hey, Willie Shoe, what's going on? And he came up and walked over, talked to my dad and my godfather, and then shook my hand. And and I was a little kid then, so I thought, man, that little dude is buffed out. I used to <laughs> want to be a jockey up until I hit 5'5". Uh, five five. Then I thought there's just no chance in hell they're gonna allow me to whip a horse and ride it down to the home stretch.
0: Same here. I, I used to love their uniforms, the jockey uniforms. Yes. You know, and I always wanted to dress up as a jockey and go go on the track because I thought it was incredible. I didn't realize you you had to be less, you know smaller than four feet. Yeah. So
1: <laughs> I think Rod Steele got uh, some of his fashion <laughs> from watching I jockeys. So. I think so.
0: I think so. One I, of these days I'll we'll to we'll that. Yeah, one of these days we're going to be posting a picture on our Facebook page of Chang's hairstylist, Rod Steele. All right, one yeah. of the other things that happened in the 80s. Uh, population, by the way, world statistics population was about 4.378 billion people on Earth. That was just a little over 35 years ago. Wow. And we were at 4, 4.3 billion, and we are now at 7 billion people on Earth.
1: That's crazy, isn't it, brother? Now, that's
0: a crazy fact, bro.
1: Yeah, it, it's like... A- we have become like human rabbits we've multiplied at a rapid rate you know yeah, you is, know what uh, the
0: population you know what the population in the united states was at that time
1: 240,
0: 240 200, 242 million and now we're like uh getting close to 400 million man so we kind of doubled doubled our population in a little over thirty thirty-five 35 years
1: Wow, you know what? That's a, That's what happens when people take that little blue pill and procreate. <laughs> Jeez, see what nonsense. drugs do
0: to you, children? Stay off of drugs. Right. Anyway, all right, let's take a, a quick little station identifier there. When we come back, we're going to start talking about those things that we could change if
1: we could go back to the 80s. Don't you go nowhere. You head on back to the 80s.
0: Hey, some of you remember the 80s vibe, right? Well, it lives loud and proud on Back to the 80s with my pals Toscato and Chang.
1: We never stop. Never stop. Not even when it hurts.
0: Didn't hurt. Didn't hurt. Didn't hurt.
1: Non-stop unforgettable memories from the 80s.
0: Back to the 80s. All right, we are back, and you are back here on Back to the 80s, Toscano and Chang. Oh, my goodness. You know what? It's even hard to think, Chang, with everything going on in the news, and, uh, you know, you you want to go back to a better time, a time, you know, you really want to press that rewind button. I wish there was a rewind button. If you've ever seen that movie with Adam Sandler, where it's called Click, and yeah. he he rewinds time when he fast yeah. forwards it. Mm-hmm. If we could and had one, I would do it because there comes a point, man, where 2020 is just getting, it's just, it's just out of control, out of control. Uh,
1: what what year would you like to go back to in the eighties? If you could, I would go back to the year of the
0: USA Olympics, my friend, mm-hmm. just because it's Yep. 1984 was at around the halfway mark almost. Right. And uh, some great music, uh, for three years before and the rest of the years after some great music. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of things I think that, uh, that were great in that year. But, uh, the thing that the event that mainly stands out, of course, to identify that year for me was the 1984 Olympics.
1: Mm-hmm. I remember when the torch, uh, was getting carried down uh, many of the busy avenues in Los Angeles, California, as, as it made its way to the, uh, Coliseum. Uh, I remember being out uh, on Whittier Boulevard in Uptown Whittier when the torch was going through, and, and it, it was—I uh, can remember it like it was just yesterday. Uh, I was there with my good friends, uh, and we were drinking Brows that we had purchased at the 7-Eleven right across oh, wow. the street. Now, if anybody I thought, knows, I thought me, you'd they, be drink- I thought you've been drinking. I thought you'd be drinking Schlitz. In oh, Schlitz, <laughs> the bull. Now that was some toxic alcohol, right there, brother. You can get yeah. hammered and run through a China store anytime you were just hammered on the bull. But the funny thing about '84, uh, when this was going on, we weren't old enough to get alcohol.
0: <laughs> right, right. <laughs> But funny funny enough, you magically did somehow.
1: But uh, I remember that, and that is a great uh, year to go back. And that's a great event that you remember. I'm sure a lot of our listeners probably wouldn't remember that, or if they do, that would not be a top event that they would probably squander or look upon going back. As for the Chang. I would love to go back to 1983 during the Us Festival. I lived the life of uh, sex, drugs, yes. and rock and roll. Incredible concert, incredible uh, journey. It was an incredible time in my life. I met some incredible people. I had some of the hottest rock and roll metal chicks sitting on my lap getting sprayed down by water cannons as we've watched bands like Van Halen, <laughs> Triumph, Judas Priest, Ozzy, Motley Crue, I was spectacular. The Scorpions. That show, as lotus as the Chang was. I can recall so many vivid pictures of that time at the U.S. Festival. My own personal Woodstock.
0: No, oh, that was that was a fantastic uh, mm-hmm. festival. I mean, I pick '84 because the very next year, we all know that uh, that was Live Aid, and yes. I would have loved to have been able to go to Live Aid. The one in England, though, you know, the one yeah. at uh, Wembley Stadium, I would have loved to have been there.
1: No, that's the show where uh, Queen and Freddie Mercury had uh, just gotten back, I'd say, maybe a year or several months back together. Yes. Dan- and they killed. Him. Yes. Uh, yep. And they
0: they became the staple of that. And it will be forever known that that was Queen. That was the
1: day of Queen. Yes, and the sad thing is uh, Freddie Mercury was suffering from AIDS already at the time. And he went out there and prepared himself to be in top physical and singing poise. And he was fighting AIDS as he gave one of the greatest front man shows, I think, of all rock and roll time. To me, I would call Freddie Mercury an actual hero somebody that gave, gave, gave to what he loved for the people that he loved and enjoyed him till the day he died. That, my friend, is an 80s icon and a hero. Absolutely.
0: Now, going to some of the stuff that was really, really bad in the 80s, that if you could go back in a Mm -hmm. time machine tonight, all right, no thinking about it, just go back tonight to any year to change anything you want within society, within, uh, you know, Oh, it could be whatever. Uh, just something that you would change to make life in the United States better. What would you change?
1: If I could, I would go back to the 80s and come up with a cure for AIDS, so that uh, devastating virus uh, disease rather did not kill and inflict so many good people. Uh, it always bothered me that uh, it, it it got that that nasty title. AIDS kills fags dead. I remember Sebastian Bach of Skid Row sported a shirt like that. and uh, Back then, I was quite rambunctious, and I remember seeing him with that shirt, and I remember telling my buddy, uh, I would kick that guy's ass for free just for wearing that shirt, but if I could go back, <laughs> yeah, I would have yeah. loved to have rid rid the world of such a horrendous disease. Uh, I had uh, uh, two cousins and an, uh, an uncle pass the AIDS virus. So I know exactly what that is like to have a loved one and lose a loved one to such a disease. I would love to go back it was, and change that. Yeah, it
0: was absolutely devastating. Yes, it was, brother. It it changed, literally, it changed the world over. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it, it came like, a, it started like a wildfire. Yes. And, and it destroyed everything in its path
1: like a tornado. It's very so, similar to the COVID that we're experiencing. You know, people are going to jump on each side of the fence, just like they did back then with the AIDS crisis, my friend. And uh, you're never going to get rid of the haters because they just want to hate, 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 hate or the naysayers. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah. It, it's odd that uh, we've kind of, uh, it's just a uh, it's sad that we're witnessing some of the same devastation in some people that are still non-believers in this, uh, this devastating virus that we're going through now, very similar to the AIDS epidemic. People don't want to believe it. People want to jump on the political ram or the bandwagon of the negative. We didn't need it then, just like we don't need yeah. it now.
0: Yeah. You know, I think the number one thing that I would like to go back to the 80s and get rid of is that whole drug campaign where the drugs started coming in to the United States like mm-hmm. a flood. And that was all because of the permission of the government. I mean, yeah, it's just the bottom sure line, enough. you know, in sure the, in the 1980s, uh, Ronald Reagan reinforced and expanded a lot of Nixon's war on drugs, you know, war on drugs policies in well, I, I the kite. <laughs> in
1: 1984,
0: <laughs> do you remember the campaign that Nancy Reagan launched?
1: Oh, just say no. That's right. Uh, I used to I used to refer to uh, Nancy Reagan as the Bird Lady. I thought she was cuckoo. Uh, uh, I uh, why would you think I she was say, crazy? Uh, just because she always wore that red dress. Uh, oh kind of my like, gosh! Uh, You're uh, a you hater. Know, it was like uh, get rid of the dress, <laughs> get rid of the dress, Nancy, and stop dying your husband's hair. And Bonzo died a long time ago. I was not a big fan of the of the Reagans whatsoever.
0: Well well she she launched the Just say No campaign, which was intended to highlight you know the dangers of drug use and then uh you know reagan's had to, Reagan had to refocus drugs uh, refocus on drugs and the passing of you know penalties for drug related crimes in Congress, et cetera, et cetera. In nineteen eighty six, Congress passed the anti-drug Abuse Act. It was a law that you know it was pretty pretty criticized as having racist ramifications because it allocated longer prison sentences for offenses involving the same amount of crack cocaine used more often by, you know, the black community as powder cocaine used more often by white Americans. You know what I mean? So there was a lot of tension back then. And I think that if I could get rid of something to better society, uh, it, it would have been the drug epidemic. If I can find a way to go back to the 80s and change that, that's one of the things that I would have definitely do, done. Because, you know, my family on my, on my mother's side, there was one of my cousins that got in heavily, uh, you know, in heavy trouble because of drugs. I had an uncle who ended up passing away because of drugs and things like that. So, yeah, it was a time that, that I would like to forget. And, you know, the drug wars in the in the 80s was huge. I mean huge.
1: Yeah. I think the only way we could have abolished that is if we would have gotten rid of uh, Reagan and Bush because, uh, really quick, we all, uh, most, some of us do know that they were two of the key parties in bringing and allowing drugs to be transported here to the United States in such great magnitudes. I mean, they were buddy-buddy with uh, Escobar, uh, Noriega. Uh, yeah, I mean, they, they're so the these, ones that uh, had the connections, you know, but if- They had the connections and they were turning their back as they were getting cash in their hands. They were trading weapons to a lot of small militant groups and it backfired. Now, the Reagans had to come up with some kind of a harebrained scheme to throw the track off of them and put it on that it's a crisis here in America. So they came up with just say no. And it's funny that you mentioned cocaine and crack. Now, crack was actually made here in the states, and it was given to all the poor communities of, in black neighborhoods. The government was well aware that this was going on. As a matter of fact, there was an FBI agent that cracked that case, and he had written, if anything were to happen to me, I get killed. He let that know that he had documents, he had written uh, uh, schedules. That crack was made here, and distributed for the one purpose of killing off an entire race. Great point, my friend. I stand behind you on that point, too. If I could go back, I'd go back with you, and we'd do some serious kicking. Yeah,
0: yeah, definitely. But it's kind—it's of, really hard because then you have, yes, the distribution was provided thanks to the U.S. government and other entities, right. uh, big companies, pharma, et cetera, But at the end of the day, does the responsibility fall on them or on the public that buys it because they like what it feels uh, to to have the drug? I think that although it does, at the end of the day, fall on the responsibility of each individual, if you don't have it there, you know, offered on the streets easily, readily, if you don't make it easy for people, that's like, uh, you know, I always put, put this as an example it's like giving a a 5-year-old or a 2-year-old a grenade. You give him a grenade, he'll think it's a toy and and he's going to pull the pin and oh. th- an accident is going to occur. Rather than give him a grenade, give him something that will educate him. Give him something that's going to develop that child into a better, more prosperous civilian for the betterment of the community, and at the end of the day, for himself and his family. Anyway, that's what I would want to do if I would go back to the 80s. Um, We just got a tweet online from... (laughs) No, this tweet comes from Jerry Segura. Jerry Segura. And But it's Jerry with an eye, so I'm not sure if it's a girl or if it's a guy, but it says that the worst thing about the 80s, uh, no, like, yeah, it's probably a girl, exactly. the worst thing of the 80s, and if they can mm-hmm. go back to uh. change, they would change one thing, big hair. Oh, yeah. They would go back, it says the amount of Aquanet, Jerry says, the amount of net and hairspray that went into the atmosphere because, because people doing their hair was just ridiculous. Uh, Jerry says, I remember going into a public bathroom and all the girls were... Yeah, so it's, it's a girl. Jerry's a girl. I remember going into a public bathroom and all the girls were just spraying and spraying their hair because whoever maintained
1: the highest hair won. <laughs> I remember going into most L.A. rock clubs back in the 80s, and most of the dudes were spraying their hair with Aquanet. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, Jerry sent her picture as a uh, young adult, actually, in, in the 80s. Really? I will, I will show you when we get a break. Nah. But uh, she continues, and she gave us a little, little side note. She says, I'm not kidding. The picture below is 100% me in the 80s. Oh, okay. Well, thank you. Thanks, Jerry, for the opportunity nice. to to see what uh, you, Jerry. Aquanet brought to society. But that's definitely definitely
1: Man, do you remember Aquanet? Bro, I remember Aquanet. Aquanet was kind of like uh, uh, an aphrodisiac to the chang every now and then. <laughs> Especially after Oh, my, me too. Bro.
0: Was that was that weird? You could you can smell the Aquanet. You go it you just it picked you up by the nose yes. and dragged you to wherever it, it was. It was better
1: than drugs. You get that wolf of Aquanet, and I would tell <laughs> one of my buddies, Chicks, dude, let's go in here. I smell Aquanet. And then you get in there, and there's a bunch of dudes. Oh, what? <laughs> What's up with <laughs> this, bro? Oh. <laughs> a
0: lot of guys dressed up in, in tight leather
1: pants and assless chaps. Or, or, or they would take their yeah. the hem in on their Levi's and then tuck their, their Levi bottoms into their shoes. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Ah, uh, don't be a hater. You oh, Use- <laughs> hate that look. I hate you for wearing that. I hate you. You look like my sister. I hate you oh, for wearing that barbershop oh shirt with your sleeve rolled up. I hate you for wearing that. That's right. Shirt. That's right. I hate.
0: hate, hate. Yeah. I used to wear. Cre- I used to also wear creepers back then. You remember oh, creepers? Oh
1: man, are you serious? <laughs> creepers. You know, the, the the next there was a time, time I wore me. creepers. Is that you were wearing Reebok? Somebody get me a noose. I want to hang myself. Uh,
0: I I actually did oh, at a, at a time, man. but I wore I wore my creepers, some rolled up jeans, oh. my white t shirt rolled up, oh. my hair slicked back, and I used to listen to the Stray Cats. Can
1: I call you Pony Boy? <laughs> <laughs> well, I bet you that's you're right. was, was your fashion idol Fonzie? What the hell, bro? <laughs>
0: I said Meyer Fonzie, yes. <laughs> it's funny because now that I'm an adult and I look back at Fonzie, I go, that was not cool at all.
1: Uh, I look back at Fonzie and I was like, man, I want to kick his ass from here all the way to L's Diner. That guy, come on. He wasn't tough then. I also hated Potsy and Ralph. There, I put it out there. That's it. It's enough of that joke. Yeah. <laughs> Stop being a hater. <laughs>
0: all right. Something else that you hated back in the eighties, that you wish you could go back and change in oh. society, what would it be? I
1: hated when Lowenbrow went out of business. <laughs> yeah, I knew you'd probably go there.
0: <laughs> Lowenbrow. they are not in business no, anymore. They're, I don't know because I don't
1: They're—they're no, they're gone. Wow, but it was a great beer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Except sometimes you got that foil <laughs> off of the top into your mouth, and you, and you smile, and you look like a you look like a brace face because you got shiny. Uh, gold foil, sometimes silver, and they're like, "What's in your mouth?"
0: You look like you look like the villain. You look like the villain in Double O Seven yeah. movie.
1: Oh man, Jaws. Now, here's something really quick. What did you think of the Village People back in the uh, late seventies, early? Years?
0: Um, I didn't really care much. I Which I did not care with? for the Village People. I always thought they were a little weird. Um, I did like the song, their only song, uh, YMCA, but that's as far as it went. Never did I want to be. Never did I want to be any one of their characters for Halloween, if that's what you mean.
1: I would have been the Indian. Yeah. I said it right here on yeah. Back to the 80s. If I had my chance to go back, I would have been the Indian because that was a cool headdress, my brother. You,
0: you would have looked pretty great as well as the cop, by the way. Yeah, I think so. Or I no, no, so. not I, the I, cop, the biker. The biker. the biker with the hat, yeah, and yeah. the
1: glasses. He, he kind of got that Rob Halford look. Yes. <laughs> Mixed between Rom Halford and, right there, and, Rob uh, Halford and Freddie Mercury. Oh, yes. Bob Rob, now there was actually a time where Freddie Mercury was dressing very similar to that character in The Village People.
0: Yes, I remember. I do remember. Um, I want to break free! <laughs> he did. Um... <laughs> Another thing that I would love to go back and change back in the in the 80s was believe it or not the the horrific crimes with serial killers. If I could go back and eradicate all these people that that yeah, were yeah. back then just I mean do you remember how many uh, for example how many serial killers there were uh, just taking children for example serial killers that would yeah. they would kill prostitutes and serial killers. I mean, th- there were all kinds of serial killers for everything from, there was like 31 flavor serial killers.
1: Yeah. Uh, that was kind of uh, an epidemic uh, amongst uh, insane people. Serial killing was, uh, I mean, I think every big case that came up, they thought was uh, possibly on the brink of being a serial killer. I mean, we've had uh, so many. I mean, what, the 80s ended uh, ended out with Richard Ramirez, you know? Uh, I think we also had, uh, uh, what was the name of that other one? Wasn't it, uh, oh, God, I, I forgot the guy's name, but it was him and his cousin. Oh, Bianca, or Bianchi, Kevin Bianchi, something, Bianchi. I think, was uh, another serial killer that we had going on. Him and his cousin early in the 80s. You know, but uh, if you think about it, serial killers, bro, uh, go all the way back to the late 60s. You know, uh, early 60s. Of course, everybody knows uh, Charles Manson, who never actually killed anybody, but uh, he warped everybody into doing his evil deeds
0: to do his yeah. bidding. Yeah. Well, there's one per- one particular killer, serial killer, who when I mentioned his AKA, you're gonna, everybody knows him. He it is believed that this person had killed between 19 and 23 people between 1982 and 1984, and he was he was convicted and sentenced to death in Illinois for the 1984 murder and dismemberment of a 15-year-old. This person's name was Larry Eiler, also known as the interstate
1: killer. Ah, you're right. The interstate killer. You're right. I forgot yep. about that wacko.
0: Yeah, he revealed a list of 17 names that he confessed to having murdered, and four of them were murdered by his accomplice because he had uh, an accomplice. Later, it was revealed that Robert David Little, who was a colleague, uh, who was a college professor, was his accomplice. Mm. Can you imagine this? So, yeah, if, if there was another one of the things that I would get rid of in society back then, it would be serial killers. Mm-hmm.
1: That's a, yeah, that, that'd that be a good one. Uh, in a way, tonight's topic is uh, we should kind of, without anyone getting upset, if you could be God back in the 80s, what would you not allow on a, on a yeah. beautiful planet? You know? Yeah, yeah.
0: But uh, anyway, so the 80s were filled with a lot of... You know, although we, we usually talk about the fun stuff, the things that make us smile and tear up with joy, the things that made us laugh, mm-hmm. we talk about those things that uh, that we want to go back to that era for, these are some of the things that you don't want in your life ever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, another one of those things that I would love to get rid of is corporate Greed. Although it's always been around. But, always, in yeah, 80s, it, here, it, it, but in the eighties. But in the eighties it exploded. It was like corporate greed. Everybody was becoming millionaires and billionaires, doing the wrong thing and taking advantage of other people. Mm-hmm. And like I said, although this has always been a part of human nature,
1: mm-hmm.
0: back in the eighties, I mean they call it the decade of decadence for a reason.
1: And well, I think it, it, uh, Wall Street had a very big uh, hand in play uh, in the the corporate greed and and corruption that we uh, we saw then, which is relevant right now as we sit here and speak now, right, my brother. Right. Which is. That,
0: and a lot of these uh, corporations, believe it or not, were even controlled by the U.S. government. I mean, they all yes. had a hand in that, and so the corruption led, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, to corporate footholds in government, giving them a foundation for influencing and later controlling policy, making legislation and things like that. So everything was tied in. So it was was a pretty radical time, to say the least.
1: Now, here's something that I found twice as heinous back in the 80s that if I could go back and and just make it go away, I would do it in a heartbeat. Now, some of our, our listeners may get a little upset, now, Toscano, I'm going to go on a limb. I'm going to tell you one of the most heinous things that if I could go back to the 80s and change, I would do in a heartbeat, the fashion of the <laughs> 80s. Good Well, Lord. you know, but so Good think about Revenant. this, though.
0: Every decade has his fashion, and every decade thinks that what they are wearing is cool, right? Right. But there are right. certain things in certain decades that you know even if you're living in that decade, you know that are wrong. One, one of those right. things, like you said, in fashion that was wrong with the 80s, and I'm not talking about the funky colors and the neon colors. Uh, what comes to my mind immediately, for example, for women, this is for women, I'm thinking about those football, NFL football pads that their coats had and, and their blouses had. Yes. What, what is the need of yes. having
1: football pads on their shoulders? I think it took uh, the male eye off of the boobs. Hey, eyes up here, eyes up here. Yeah. But uh, my, Now, Mrs. Chang used to sport a lot of the shoulder-padded uh, attire. It was insane because it almost looked like uh, everybody was a linebacker.
0: <laughs> Speaking of fashion with, with the guys, what is that one thing that you'd get rid of if you
1: could for fa- fa- guy fashion in the 80s? Guy fashion probably would be rolling up your T-shirts or your shirts, Oh my gosh, there he goes. And then uh, uh, wearing a (laughs) horn piece necklace or that gold razor. Oh, yeah, yeah. Come on. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. It was so good. You know what
0: I would get rid of? Yep, I would get rid of certain haircuts of of the mullet, of course. The mullet. The mullet would be number one because the mullet is one haircut that. I, I didn't care. I just I hated seeing it back then. I hate seeing it now.
1: A mullet would have looked better on a donkey than it did on most guys.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then the worst thing is when your favorite singers would come out. I remember two of the of the greatest rock singers of all time. And one of them was my favorite of all time, which is Bono. And when he came out in Live Aid with that with that thing that he called a mullet, oh my god gosh it just it was horrible he looked and like
1: a french poodle it was bad
0: it was you know really what band bad that
1: i hated i just hated them even though whatever they they wore didn't bother me but def leppard was a band of guys that oh wore
0: yes yes and, uh, i hated yeah
1: after the very first two albums of def leppard i thought man this band really sucks i mean
0: they I have i just couldn't Tons
1: and tons of fans. They still have a lot of fans. Def Leppard is still yeah. performing and calling themselves an actual rock band. When uh, Come on, they're more like pop. Goes the do,
0: do they still? Are they still wearing their uh,
1: mullets? No, actually, I think a lot of them are going bald. Well,
0: uh, <laughs> I don't know how to come back from that one. Uh, I can tell you, though, that the other singer that I liked was um, from Journey. Good old Steve Perry. Steve Perry.
1: Oh, oh, oh. Steve
0: Perry Sported that that mullet says, ah, have no words, man.
1: The man had a golden voice, yes, but the guy looked like a (laughs) weasel. There, I said it. Yeah, yeah. I I just couldn't care for that. You look at me with such disgust. I
0: I couldn't. The man looked like a rodent. Not look at him with that uh, mullet, and then he come with these these really high cut shirt or real tight shirts.
1: You remember that? What about his half-jacket? Yes. Hey, my sister has a jacket like that. You know, half-shirt and half-jacket. Yes. I think he thought because his nose was so big, it would shadow his outfit, so you really couldn't see it kind of in the dark. That's what I'm going on a limb and saying. Oh, how did you dress back in the 80s? Well, brother, the way you see me come into the studio a lot, that's pretty much the way I dressed in the 80s, bro. Levi's, leather jacket.
0: I usually tell my kids because they they've seen movies like uh, Hot Tub Time Machine and they say, you know, Dad, right. in none of the pictures that you've shown me of eighties and you know high schoolers and things like that, nobody ever dressed with so many hot pink colors and fluorescent. And I go, no, you're right. Maybe for a party or something, but we'd we'd all look at that person as kind of ridiculous, even back yes. then, right? Yeah. Um.
1: So there's a lot of we we still dress like in the eighties we do. As a matter of fact, you know what I'll do later on for our lovely listeners and for our uh, page? I'm going to go ahead and dig up a picture of me back in the 80s, and I'm going to post that.
0: Uh, Ah, you do that. uh,
1: Look for a a, a photo coming up uh, on Facebook uh, sometime tonight of Chang back in the 80s. You're going to be so surprised that I look exactly the way I did then as I do now. But I have gray hair now. (laughs) Yeah, my hair isn't as uh, long as it used to be. My hair used to be down to my rectum. Well, the the reason for that is because
0: now you have a new hairstylist. That's right. I'm sure he's got a lot to do with that. Love to
1: death, even though he sells me crappy products every now and then.
0: This is Back to the 80s. We'll be right back with more. You're listening to Back to the 80s. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, this is the part of the show where we talk about what made us angry back in the 1980s. But in honor of the most wondrous Chang, we now call them Changries. So Chang, back in the 80s, what made you Changry?
1: Well, my brother and everybody out there, you know what got me Changry back in the 80s? Yeah. Any song by Death whatever.
0: <laughs> oh, I knew you'd go there. What, uh, no, you want to know what got me changry back in the 80s? What's that? Hugo
1: Cars. You know what got me changry back in the 80s? What's that? All of Elton John's newer music. <laughs> Come on, he had great music.
0: You know what got me changry? You know what got me changry back in the 80s? What's that? Smelling Aquanet. And when you got close to where the scent was deriving from,
1: it was a dude with tight pants. You know what got me changry back in the 80s? Yeah. When I used to have to wear snakeskin boots to get chicks. (laughs) Why'd that make you changry? Because eyes up here. Eyes up
0: here. Eyes. You know what got me changry back in the 80s? What's that? Going to a dance club and then playing nothing but the Miami Sound Machine.
1: Oh. But she was hot. Gloria Estefan was gorgeous. You know what got me angry back in the 80s? Not knowing how to dance. Andrew Dice Clay. Hickory oh! <laughs> dickory, dickory Dock. Little Miss Muffet.
0: <laughs> he was hardcore yeah, back then. He was good. hardcore. He was hardcore.
1: Hardcore. Uh, somebody has said hey you remind me of dice clay i wanted to slap that guy so bad but he was my cousin so i couldn't slap him. and that
0: ladies and gentlemen has been this week's changries. if you have a changry or something that made you angry back in the 80s and you'd like us to share it go ahead and send us a message through our facebook page dm us and we'll be more than happy to oblige
1: Oh my gosh! That's right. And remember to hit us on our Patreon page. And if uh, you're one of our beautiful, lovely listeners or followers, and you are the first one to hit us on our Patreon page, Toscano and I are going to send you an autographed can of Aquanet. That's right. Anybody that hits us on our Patreon page will receive one can of Aquanet signed by yours truly. That's right. Toscano and depends Dash. on
0: what color you want. Do you want the pink? You want the purple? Or do you want the yellow?
1: Oh, but do you remember the white can?
0: I remember the white can. Which one was supposed to be the uh, the firmest hold?
1: I think the pink one was the one that gave you the firmest hold. <laughs> you know, we'll have to check on that. I'll have to ask Mrs. Chang later. I
0: remember <laughs> we had a buddy uh, that always, always, every day, he'd do this every day in our in the locker room after P.E.
1: Oh, with a lighter?
0: He'd call us all up to his Yep, lighter, and he, but what he would do is he would he would put, he wore Converse oh, All-Stars, great too. Great and you too. know how it's that plastic piece in the right. front? So he would put a bunch of aqua in it on the front, and he'd light it, so he'd walk around the locker room in his underwear, and walking on fire.
1: <laughs> Man, I remember a couple of times with St. Benedict's, a couple of my buddies and me, we would drink, uh, put butane in now, this was your school, St. Saint, yeah, Saint Benedict. Benedict? This was 1979, so it's right before the 80s. We would put uh, butane in our mouths and spit it out like Gene Simmons. <laughs> wow. Holy Mother Mary of God, were we some bad boys. The safe old days.
0: Ah, Well, we were talking about before the break, if you just joined us, if we can change some of the things that we had in society and around where we lived. What are those things that you would go back and change? One of those things that I would like to change back then, bro, is discipline in school. Do you remember in the 80s, you would ha- they'd have to sign a waiver. Your parents would have to sign, if it was okay for the principal to spank you if you were bad. Can you imagine if they did that today and the principal spanked a kid?
1: Oh, well, there'd be lawsuits after lawsuit, you'd have a bunch of sniveling, crying babies that can't handle uh, doing the time right. for doing the crime. Uh, you know what I mean? Now, I uh, I was a bad kid back then, now and then, you know what I mean? And I had my mouth washed out with powdered soap. I got smacked on the knuckles before. But uh, in a way, my brother, I think we kind of need discipline like that back in the school system. We kind of need... Uh, some kind of a, a scared straight tactic because uh, mankind is just running amok and a lot of people are losing respect. Uh, we see an uprising in bullying. We put some discipline back into the schools. You take that phone away from a kid that says, hey, mom, dad, you hit me, I'm calling the cops. That's a lot of bull crap. We need to get, get rid of that crap. Put our kids back in uh, a little bit of fear <laughs> tactics.
0: That would get your attention. Yeah, yeah. Why don't we take a little breather from talking about the things that we would change that were not good back in the 80s? And let's talk about this week in 80s top single history. And the year we've chosen is 1987. So I'm going to name some songs. And these were the top, these all belong to the top 40 songs during this week, this very week, but going back to 1987. Number 10, Brilliant Disguise by The Boss. By Bruce Springsteen
1: oh the boss I mean who doesn't like the boss I mean he was never the boss of me but you got to give it up the guy wrapped himself around a great ensemble band called the E Street the man. E Street but you know what
0: a lot of people don't like him because they put the politics thing into yeah. it yeah. and they really hate him I remember I put a post on oh. the back to the 80s just asking a question and I got responses that were like, "He's anti-American," you know. I hate that piece of, you know, bleep bleep. And I'm going, yeah. relax, people, relax. Look at the artist, not the, you know. Yes. Anyway,
1: live, uh, live for the music. Don't live for somebody else, uh, somebody's political views. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, if you you, know. if we all knew what our favorite artist or actor or entertainer really believed in real life, I don't think. A lot of them would have a, a big following. So
1: no, I mean, but uh, look at the Beatles, one of the most influential bands, not only in music but in in culture, and uh, started uh, uh, a voice for a political uh, right, right fight back then too. Yeah, so. but it
0: but it amazes me, it amazes me how a lot of people don't uh, don't like Bruce Springsteen because of his own personal views. Just you know, yeah. whatever. Um, yeah, number nine, number nine breakout swing out sister you remember breakout that song Mm, yes i do
1: and i hated that song i hate that song (laughs) i even hated the name of the band hey number eight you got the look by
0: prince and sheena easton Mm, and i know you can't forget sheena easton
1: i remember sheena easton she was a pretty cute little australian gal i think she was but uh yeah, her collaboration with everybody pretty much fell on the PU radar. You're being, wow, you're a hater. A hater. You gotta hate. I wake up every day because it's great to hate. Now,
0: I like, uh, I gotta say, I do not like number six. I just don't like the band, never did. Okay. And the song was Little Lies by Fleetwood Mac.
1: Oh. Yeah, Fleetwood Mac kind of had their heyday and then they kind of made some albums that were like, oh, man, this really sucks. Why don't you guys just like all overdose on cocaine and go away or something? But, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know you're thinking the same thing, especially you're, you're... that song. <laughs> that was a terrible song. <laughs> now, will you join your partner and just say, I oh, hate it.
0: I hate it. I
1: hate it. Right on for us. High five. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> I hated uh, that song. I really hated that song.
0: You're like the Beetlejuice of,
1: oh, of hate. Thank you very much. I'm going to have to get me a suit like that. Oh, that's right. Hate got some good for you. Hey, come here. Um, hey, these aren't my rules. Come to think of it, I don't have any rules.
0: <laughs> you know what? One of these days, we should actually call Beetlejuice. And not the one of today. The real one from the 80s. We have his number, by the way. All right, number five. Back in the day, nineteen eighty-seven. What was in the top forties, but in the number five position was the song "Casanova" by Levert or Levert. God,
1: I was it Levert or Levert? Hated that. Song.
0: <laughs> 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 is this is a top ten. Hate this list? is
1: oh, I hate this list.
0: The next one you may like. You may like. But the rest, I can tell you okay. that the only one you're going to like after this is number one. That's it. But the next one, oh, uh, number four, the number four spot was "Money Money" by Billy
1: Idol. I was a big fan of Billy Idol. I actually party okay, with okay. Uh, Steve Stevenson at the Rainbow back in the '80s, so that was another. Good uh, you want to
0: Here's what I think is hilarious: watching and listening to Billy Idol today, sing because the guy has kept in pretty pretty good shape, but he can't sing anymore. No. So most of the concert, you pay to see Billy Idol and you pay to hear yourself yeah. sing because he points the microphone at, at the audience, yeah. uh, you know, three quarters of the time. Oh, yeah, that's... <laughs> I
1: hate that. He does
0: and that, that annoys the heck out of yeah. me. Yeah, that annoys the heck out of... I didn't pay. I didn't pay to watch you and hear yeah. me sing. Okay,
1: I did it. I could it. be buying drinks at a karaoke bar, Billy. Come on, really? I hate when you do this. Hate, 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 hate. In the
0: number 3 spot, here's one you're going to like. In the number 3 spot this same week back in the 80s is the song <laughs> the song I think we're alone now by oh, my, by Tiffany.
1: <laughs> I hated that song. I hate her name.
0: <laughs> Come on. Man. Don't be a hater. It's oh, it's man. it's pop at its
1: best. It, it, it's almost like you're giving me uh, Food poisoning with such bad mentions <laughs> of such bad music. Oh right, god. Let's case. see if number 2 Can I get some let, Let's pills? see if
0: number Let's see if number 2 causes any commotion in you. Oh no. Number 2 is causing a commotion by Madonna.
1: Well, I'll say it is for Madonna.
0: And back in the 80s, you know, back in 1987, Madonna was Madonna. I would have slept with her, but I
1: never would have listened to one entire track of it.
0: Anyway. <laughs> the chocolate. Your chocolate. your chocolate. And in the number one spot that was in the top 40 for this week in 1987. Are you ready for this one? Come on. Iron Maiden. <laughs> no, no. You can't even be further. You, guess again. Damn it. Gus goo Gugu? The song Bad by Michael Jackson.
1: Oh. (laughs) Who's dad? Come on. Well, that. that, You you asked? I gave it to you. He said, Who's dad? I I sat in the car going, Certainly not you. I would never be afraid of you.
0: We want you to tune in next week for next week's U.S. Top 40 Singles of the Week. So don't forget. Oh, there's a a lot of music. Oh, you're going to love it. You well, are going to love it.
1: Ultimate hate
0: list. I can yes. feel it already. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, there were a lot
0: of things that uh, none of us liked in the 80s, aside from the good stuff. And, you know, we usually try not to remember the bad stuff, but there were, there were tons of bad things that happened in the 80s. And, um, you know, I'm glad that a lot of the bad stuff I've blocked out. You know, uh, I think it was the people that were adults that were, had businesses and, and a lot of them you know, really, really had a hard time with the eighties, specifically financially speaking, or or you know, things like that, or if you had a horrific memory back then. And those are certainly reasons why you would want to go back and change things. But here at Back to the Eighties, we're going to dwell on those things that did bring out the joy, the laughter, the goodness in in everybody. And I want to keep reminding you guys to stick with us here at Back to the Eighties. If you get a chance and you can go to our Patreon page. I want to just motivate you to do that because it keeps us here doing what we're doing to bring back those nostalgic moments and the experiences we had back then and help us out with whatever you can. So we can continue this journey of bringing back the eighties to a whole new generation until next Friday. I want to thank you for joining us. Thanks for tuning in in spite of everything going on out there. I know that, uh, We're all wondering who the next president is going to be, or if we're going to keep the same one, but whatever the case is, be kind to each other because no matter politics, no matter what your differences are, we're still your fellow man. So be good to each other because that's all we got. You and me. Take care. God bless you next week.
1: This is the Chang. Before I release you into another glorious weekend, uh, remember to uh, Stay lifted and gifted, remember, go out there and tell somebody something nice Call somebody that you love, tell them you love them And uh, to get through all this crap that we're going through, remember Always put a smile on your face and try and not let anything bad bring you down Because you are in control of your own mood and your own destiny So till next Friday, I bid you an arrivederci, an adios, an hasta la vista and you all my homies or are there?